All right. Welcome back to Working Faith, where we take a spiritual approach to career success. I'm your host, Jalen Isley, and today I'm excited to introduce a personal friend, mentor, and role model, Tiffany Sutherland. So Tiffany is a Christian who founded Four Corners Coaching in 2015. She helps rising professionals own their stories, understand their strengths, and leverage their life experiences as they pursue future success. She writes, speaks, and coaches on topics including professional development, career transitions, overcoming trauma, and balancing personal values and career goals. She also hosts her own podcast called How Does She Do It, where she shares practical insights and honest perspective on being grown, hunting. (laughs) Tiffany, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me, um, Jalen. It is it is beautiful to see you in, um, even though it's this virtual space, but to have known you as long as I have and to see you bringing this um, product and this uh, value to the world. I'm grateful to be here and thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't, I, I, I am so honored to have you as a guest here today. And, you know, this podcast is all about leveraging the spiritual principles of our faith to positively impact the workplace and grow our careers. So let's jump into things. Like, let's start by talking about your own faith journey. You, we know that you're a Christian, um, mm-hmm. but how has your faith kind of shaped who you are today? First, I am so grateful to have faith. I am so grateful to have a, a father in heaven who I believe has ordered the steps of my life and a savior who I know came to sacrifice himself so that I might be free. And I have been a Christian since I was a child going to church in college, was not as into my faith as, you know, I I believed I read my Bible, but was not walking in a way that I think would be, um, you know, was really aligned in an intentional way. And it was really when I was probably around 2015, actually, 2013, 2014, 2015, when I realized that I needed to take my faith more seriously. And what it has done, to get more specific to answer your question, it has given me something to come back to when everything else is swirling around, right? It gives me a, um, a basis by which to determine how I'm supposed to show up in any space that I'm in. It gives me a way, a source of encouragement, a source of recognizing that while things may be difficult, there is always something bigger in mind. And it teaches me how to treat people and teaches me how to treat myself. And when I think about what it means for work, all of that flows into how I show up at work um, because I'm, I live in service of others. Even if others don't believe what I believe, I am still meant to be a blessing to them because there are people who are a blessing to me. And so that's really the, I guess, in a nutshell, how, you know, kind of how my faith is kind of centers who I am and how I try to walk every day. What would you say are some of the few, if in you know, if you can narrow it down to a few, uh, what are some of the core Christian principles that resonate the most with you on your daily walk? I think that the way that you show up is not about you. Your life is not about you. And the way that you show up is not about you. Um, Hmm. When I think, um, and what I, what I mean by that is we live our lives in service. Christ was a servant, right? He did not operate in servitude. 
but he operated in service of everyone he came in contact with, whether it was popular in the culture, actually even at the expense of it being popular in the culture, that was something that he leaned 100% into. Hmm. And if I live my life in such a way that this moment is not about me, the thing that I am doing is not about me, it helps minimize selfishness. Now, I'm not saying I don't have selfish moments, but what it does is it says, how can I do something better such that someone else can be better? How can I be better in this moment such that it might impact? Is my attitude going to positively reflect on who people, who I say I believe in, or is it going to make people look at me crazy and be like, didn't you say she believed in Christ? That's how she'd be acting out here in the streets, right? Like, <laughs> and so it makes me really reflective of the way that I carry myself. And so I think it's, it's sort of my life is not in service of others and that we are meant to produce. I am here to have life and have more life, have life more abundantly. And to me, one of the things that that means is I'm meant to serve and do something for someone else. And it's not, it's not for my own benefit. I guess that is really me stating the same thing again in a different way, mm-hmm. but that, you know, life is not for the things that I can accumulate here, but it is meant to be able to, to do something to better someone else and to, and, and I think about the things that I've been through in my life, none of it is because is, is for my own benefit. It is, is for me to be able to tell a story that might be in service or help of someone else. Interesting. So what I pulled from that, and certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard service and I heard being fruitful, being productive and being impactful. And I think the interesting thing about what you just shared with me is what I kept hearing in my head was trust. You trust your God enough to be able to serve and contribute, knowing that your own needs are taken care of, knowing that you're set, you're good. And that frees you to actually make this positive impact wherever you go, especially when you're at work. Does that ring true to you? I will say yes with a caveat. I think okay. something that I struggle with is the trust, right? I So I am a type A. I went to school. I'm a rule follower, box checker, right? I go to school for four years, check. I go get a master's degree, check. I go to law school, check. Okay, those are the goals I set, boom, boom, boom. Everything is kind of, is, you know, I've done all the things I'm supposed to do. What that does and what that did is it made me believe that there was a control that I had over how things, how my life was going because I did the thing in real time. When in mm. reality, there's a much larger control and vision and plan. Mm. It is not my will, but his will. And I get to make decisions. I have free will to do things. But what I will say is that yes. And the reason why I said yes to your point is that when I lean into that trust, that then makes certain decisions mm. like, okay, this is not even a decision I need to make or I need to worry about because I know that this is a direction that I'm supposed to be going in. And so there is some wrestle with that when, you know, we're in a culture where directions are supposed to be prescribed and you need to, you want to know the next step, mm. the next step, the next step. And if you really even think about your life and your career, that's not how it really worked anyway. There's a perception mm. that that's how it worked. But that when you are able to to really let go, and that is the season that I'm in right now, is really learning to be more in tune, to hear that quiet, still voice, and, and just know that if I yang, that I'm going to be cared for. If I yang, I'm going to be cared for. And hmm. it is hmm. to and is to be obedient in whatever in the spirit of that of that direction. I think that's great. I appreciate the vulnerability, even in sharing that 
you trust, but there are moments <laughs> where you're like, mm. Your girl got control mm. issues, okay? I got control <laughs> issues. <laughs> well, I trust that even the control issues can be used in a way that will be a blessing and an impact because you do genuinely have a heart of service and you're very clear on the impact that you can deliver wherever you go. Um, but let's hone that in a bit more. So let's talk about your role today and share as much as you feel comfortable sharing. What professional values have you developed over time that stem from those religious or, or faith beliefs that you just shared? I would say, so I work currently in um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think what I have learned from my faith that I bring to work with me every day is the importance of understanding your values and mm. your value, right? Mm. So this, we live in a world that is quite frankly crazy, right? There's a lot happening all the time and not all of it is good, right? We have these feel good stories, but there is a sense of pressure to, and, and sort of emphasis on what bad is happening. And when you show up in a space where a corporate America, you know, whether you're working in a large nonprofit, not government, wherever you are, those spaces have a prescribed set of values, concerns, cares, things that are important to them. And also as a whole person, one of the things that I do, the work that I do with my clients is helping us understand who we are as whole people showing up into these spaces that have values that are prescribed or that we interact with people who have other values than we do. My faith tells me the things that I believe in certain in certain ways. And so mm. I have to decide, what does that mean for me showing up at work? How does that align with who I am or what I believe, right? There are things that scripture says, and then there are things that I show up and do or don't do. And what does that mean for me? And so I think it is understanding, it is very, very important for you to know what your values are and how does that impact the way that you have to or way, the way that your organization is going to expect you to show up or what you're going to be asked to do. Does it matter? Does your, do you have a, a this freedom, is freedom important to you? Is free time important to you? Are you working a job that will have you working from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., right? Is that something and how does that align or misalign with what's important to you? And then knowing your value, what are you bringing into that space? What are you contributing to that space and how, how clearly can you articulate that? When mm. Jesus walked around, he always knew who he was. Mm -hmm. he, there mm -hmm. is never a time in scripture where, where Jesus was unsure about who he was. So should I ever be unsure of who I am? Mm. If that's the example that I'm following, I need to know what I'm bringing to the space. I need to know what I stand for, what I believe, what I don't believe, and how I'm walking into the room. It doesn't mean I walk in the room, you know, being right. loud and boisterous about it, but it means that there's a surety and a certainty that I have within myself that helps me navigate that space. So I think that is one of the biggest mm. things that I bring into, that I bridge from my faith bringing into, into the professional space. Interesting. I think that is such a great perspective to have. You know, you're, you are literally thinking about how did my savior show up in spaces? And because I am an extension of him, because, you know, what, what, what's in Christ is in me, I can now show up in these spaces, knowing exactly who I am. I think that's such a gift. And I think that so many people, th their careers would probably shoot off in unexpected ways if they were confident in knowing who they were when they showed up into 
a space there. And that's what you do with your coaching, I, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Like when you- yes. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what I do. Because to your point, when, because we all know when we see someone who's confident, when we, someone, yeah. when we see someone who is sure of themselves, we may not agree with all of the things that they bring, but there's a respect that you have. It's just like, mm. oh, wow. Like there's just, there's something you admire about that. And it even helped if you might even position yourself differently in the space with that person, hopefully not to cower, but to say, oh, you know what, let me, let me bring a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of swag to this space as well. And I think that a little, you know what I'm saying? A little something, (laughs) something. But what I also love about the example that Christ has set for me is that he was clear and he was also kind and compassionate Mm. to Mm. people who society rejected and who were, it was unpopular to say certain things that he said, but he said he did it anyway because it was the right, it was the thing for him to do. It was the right thing for him to do. And there is, there is nuance there in the way that shows up in, in today's society, because there are a lot of people who define right in different ways and say mm. a variety of different things. But how do you posture with compassion? No matter what the scenario is, it is approaching it thoughtfully is approaching it with the respect for the person that's on the other side of whatever the thing is, be it the messed up report that you got back from insert department here that doesn't have the things that you need. How do you respond to that person? What might be going on with the the person on the other end of the thing that you are interacting with? And to me, it is always defaulting to giving grace and being kind, regardless or even in consideration of the things that I might need in that thing. I have to be kind to this person because they're busy in ways that I can't see. They may have things going on outside of work. And it doesn't mean that you lower your standard expectation, but that you, that you extend grace for the way that you engage with a person mm. about any particular thing. I love that you're kind of painting a clear picture of how this shows up at work. Can you share an example of a work challenge or opportunity in which you intentionally relied on your faith and spiritual principles to guide your behavior? Oh, girl. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay. So I um, I was working with a team member during a point in my career that was nice in presentation, but was challenging in interaction. And there were times where I felt like my authority was challenged both publicly and in private where I felt like the expertise that I had was not valued. It was, it was diminished and um, underappreciated. And there were also points of just blatant disrespect. And this season was an, ex- was an extended period of time in, in, in sort of the, the grand scheme of my career. And every day for months, I prayed in moments, I had to turn my camera off and say, Lord, give me the words to respond in this mm. moment. Mm. Because if I... Tiffany from Hempstead Long, if I respond, oh, I might not, I might not have a job by the end of the week. Like it might be mm. bad, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what, how would you have me show up in this moment? And mm. the other thing that I always, what am I gaining here? What is, what is the lesson that mm. you are trying to teach me by interacting with this type of person in this moment, in this season? And I had to rely on Christ. It was not me who got me through that season. And in hindsight, I now have an experience that gives me sort of preparation for how to mm. navigate a particular situation that might come forward. I now know the verses that I need to call on. I now know the way that I need to do it. But girl, it was a season. It was it was a season. 
it was a season it was not me who navigated it well <laughs> uh once again the transparency is so important and so highly valued i know that there are so many people kind of going through that and oftentimes they don't think to ask for help either from others or from their spiritual faith and so getting to the point where you have the wherewithal to say listen i need help right now I have believed and I've had faith and it's gotten me to where I am right now. And now I need a double portion. Now, now I need mm, uh, uh, extra Fill help. my cup and may it overflow. <laughs> overflow right now because I've gone as far as I can go. I'm going to need some assistance here. So I think that's great. All right. Well, Tiffany, you've shared so many great details, but I do want to talk a little bit more about you specifically. Let's talk about spiritual wellness. Like over the past few years, we've seen companies investing more into the well-being of their team members, especially as pertains to mental and emotional health. I certainly consider spirituality to be a core part of someone's wellness. So are there specific practices you use to maintain your spiritual wellness and well-being? Yes. Praise and worship time is daily, is very not, is not negotiable. And the days that I don't, I feel different. So mm. I like to start my morning with some, at least one or two songs and a devotion. If, if I like, if I'm, if I'm really on my game, a little devotion, a little journaling, if I do that daily and the seasons where I have that for a prolonged period of time, I show up differently in my day to day, even when, you know, the inbox is on fire. And I think being staying in close proximity to people who believe the what I believe and having those conversations. And it doesn't mean agreeing all the time. It might mean that we're we're negotiating about what a specific scripture might mean or what how we're navigating something in a season or there's some difficulty that one of we're sort of counseling each other through something. But being close to people who you know you can lean on and who are going to help you help support you in your faith and in your journey is absolutely necessary. Um, we are not meant to do anything alone and walking in faith is definitely not one of them, especially as we are navigating our identities mm. as, as whatever your, the multi-level, um, you know, multifaceted life that you live. We need someone to help to walk with us as we're, as we're doing all of those things and, and navigating those seasons. That makes perfect sense. Um, and it's it's even a, a core reason why I pulled this podcast together. I firmly believe in us all learning, growing, connecting with one another. I think we can bring out the best in each other when we are authentic selves. And the spirituality is such an important part of that. Okay, well, great. Well, Tiffany, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Is there anything like an action item or a tactic that you feel our audience or our listeners could intentionally use as they gear up for the upcoming week? Um, I would say take time to be quiet uh, and be still. I am someone who loves scrolling on Instagram and being mm. in on reels and all of that. But what, what I have found is that when I just take five minutes to just have no input, no mm. music, mm. no, and not with a goal in mind necessarily, just quiet. That just that little time alone in the time in this this space of of constant input can help settle you and kind of re reset. So I would encourage you to find time to just be quiet and not take anything in and just sit and be still. I love it. I love it. I think that is sage advice. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And thank you all for listening to Working Faith. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes, information about our guest Tiffany, and the link to submit your own career questions can be found on the website 
workingfaith.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and share this show with others. And I'd love to hear your comments. I'm sure Tiffany would as well. You can engage with us directly by joining the Working Faith group on LinkedIn. And thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more tips on how you can take a spiritual approach to your career success. Good day.